Welcome back to Making Marriage Great. John Bushnell here on the Bushnell Project and just want to uh, continue on our study of Hebrews and want to backtrack just a little bit uh, just because I think there is a part here in Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3 that I want to cross-reference with Colossians and give us some understanding of this greatness. So again, this is a podcast especially for men, married men, Christian married men, and how do we better walk with the Lord to be better husbands? How do we better cherish our wives? And so looking back at the creation, so one of the things that he says here in Hebrews chapter 1 is that by the power of his word, all things by the power of his word, or upholding all things by the power of his word. And so I want to cross-reference that in Colossians. Okay, so again, I think Bible reading is great, and I think when we read God's word, a lot of times, if we're not sure what it's saying, cross-referencing it, finding it, what does it mean in the context, and and how does how do other scriptures back that up? It's a good way for us to know if we're on track. But in Colossians chapter one, talking about Christ as the Creator, because that's what the Hebrews is saying here is that Jesus Christ is the Creator of all things. Let's see if there's other scripture to back that up, right? So we know if you know John chapter one, it talks about that as well. But let me just read it from. Colossians chapter 1, and starting with uh, verse 14, which is ending a subject, a sentence here, in whom we have redemption and forgiveness of sins. So talking about Jesus. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation, for by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body of the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, and in everything he might be, that in everything he might be preeminent. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. So, holding all things together right he's he is the preeminence of everything and he created all things and he even talks about authorities and power so he continues to be sovereign over all things and so nobody is in leadership nobody is in power and out of the control of god out of the control of christ now we live in a broken world there is a sinful nature of man and so there are consequences and and the unintended consequences, if you will, of man trying to author- their, uh, or push their authority. So there's always going to be bad in this world until Jesus finally comes back and makes all things new. So don't confuse it. So why does a good God let bad things happen to good people? Well, there's two things wrong with that. One, the only good people, Adam and Eve, chose to become bad. So now all people are bad. And because of that, there are the consequences, the unintended consequences of their sin, which broke the perfect world that God had made. And so now death has entered. And so why are there flies and vultures and these ugly things and thorns? That that is the consequences, unintended consequences of our sin, right? So bad things happen because the world is broken and they can happen to good people, meaning Yes, people who are trying to follow the Lord. So someone who loses their son doesn't mean they're a sinner. We're all sinners, but they may be someone really walking with God. 
if you look at the life of Job, there's an example right there, right? So Job, who was a worshiper of God, who God even pointed out to Lucifer, look at my servant Job. And so God allows for Job's children to be killed because Job was a sinner. Well, yes, he was a sinner in need of salvation, but he was a true worshiper of God, right? So just because you're a true worshiper of God does not mean that you are excused from bad things that happen in the world. It just means that you will have the abundant grace to walk through that, though we walk through the valley of death, right? So there is a there is an absolute terrifying aspect of life that God gives us the grace to walk through that, whether it's burying a loved one, helping someone through a terrible time, or a nightmarish kind of event in our life. These things are going to happen to people every single day. Those of us who walk by the power of God, walk in the spirit of God, walk in the newness of our creation in Christ Jesus, that we have a hope. And the hope is the future. The the hope is knowing and the peace of knowing that God is with us. So all that to, to encourage us to press on with our Savior, who is the creator of all things, and then to look at the scientific things. So I was looking at some guys that are a whole lot smarter than me. And, and one guy uh, who is a doctor, Dr. Henry Morris. I don't even know if the guy's still alive. I know he was from Virginia. So that's why I like him. But this is something that he is making a comment about these things, about how he holds all things together. He says here of this passage in Colossians in particular, but also in Hebrews, um, that the atomic structure of our very bodies is being held together or sustained by mysterious nuclear forces or binding energies that keep the atoms from disintegrating into chaos. Scientists do not yet understand such energies or their origin. They merely name them. The fact is that we and all things are being upheld by the outradiant out-radiant energy of the Son of God so that He is not far from every one of us, whether we believe in Him or not. So it's like gravity, right? Or any of the any of the physical laws or any of the laws of physics that say this is true in all things. So gravity on this planet, whether you believe in gravity or not, it, it is holding you on this planet. The same thing with whether you believe in God or not. He holds us together. So think about your marriage, your relationship with your wife, and allow him who is able and him who has created all things, including you, including your wife, hold you two together. Ask him, pray for him, cry out to him for mercy and grace and wisdom to lead and love and cherish your wife. God bless you guys. Have a great day.